0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott.
0: It's Wednesday the 3rd of April. Coming up, committee set up to tackle knife crime. Need to put funding in place, services in place first then you can start referring young people to those services. Police dispute speeding stats.
1: I think what's important to to look at is the number of of speed casualties in the area.
0: And we hear from an fleet player who's spoken out about not getting paid on time.
1: During the week's the hardest part when
2: you're being told you're getting paid and you're not getting paid. you know, you've got families to feed.
0: Kent online news. First up today a new committee's being set up in Kent to try and tackle a rise in knife crime. It comes just days after we told you about stabbings in Tunbridge, Ramsgate and Hearn Bay and plans announced by the government to hold teachers, nurses and police officers accountable for spotting signs among young people. But Stroot GP Dr Julian Spinks isn't convinced that's the right way to go.
1: Ultimately I'm a doctor I'm there to actually treat people. Yes, I'm also there to protect the public under some circumstances. But the idea that I actually one of my fundamental jobs is to spot people who are in gangs or extremists or whatever, I think that's going a little bit too far. And I'm worried that it's going to get to the point where it's the poor doctors and the other health uh, healthcare workers who are blamed rather than the actual person who's committing the crime.
0: Bally Rogers is from the Refocus project which helps support at-risk youngsters to stop them getting involved in gangs and violence. She says the planned measures would not be practical. What resources do hospitals have to do that type of screening? None! You know, it's ridiculous. How are we going to do all this screening if there isn't resources in place to do it? You need specialised people. You need people who are on the ground. They call them, you know,
2: champions, whatever you want to call them. People who already know how to identify the signs. You need to put funding in place, services in place first, then you can start
0: referring young people to those services. Here in Kent, councillors will look at what public bodies can do to reduce the number of knife-related offences. Bally Rogers told us what she thinks should be done to tackle the issue. You've got to have services like us in the schools, being able to engage with them at an early age so you already know the signs. It's
2: obvious, it's BAME communities, it's vulnerable communities, disadvantaged backgrounds and young
0: people who are struggling with their behaviour and um, young people who are struggling with their. Education who drop out at 14, 15. Those are the ones we need to target at an earlier age. According to recent figures, Kent has seen the fastest rise in knife crime in the entire country. Police data shows offences have more than doubled in five years, with 1,322 incidents reported in the 2017 to 2018 financial year. Meantime, it's been revealed today more than 300 weapons have been seized by police in Kent in just over. Three Three weeks. It's part of their crackdown on violent crime, which has seen over 150 arrests since the 11th of March, as well as knives. Officers have also recovered more than £100,000 of suspected criminal money and over 500 wraps of Class A drugs. In one case, 39 firearms and 10 kilograms of gunpowder were found at a property in Deal.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: Elsewhere today, police are disputing figures from the RAC, which appear to show fewer drivers are being caught speeding in Kent than almost anywhere else in England and Wales. According to their study, just under 19,000 offences have been recorded in our county over 12 months. That's the fifth lowest number nationally. But police say they failed to calculate all the offences they've recorded and they actually dealt with almost 60,000 speeding cases in the 2017-18 financial year. Jeff's been chatting to Nick Lloyd from the Royal Society for the Prevention of Accidents about why the figures might potentially be so low.
1: It could be the amount of resources available to the Kent Concebury, be it um, fixed, mobile, average speed cameras, or physically having um, traffic officers on the road. So, obviously, the greater the resources you would expect, the greater the number of uh, enforcement activity. Also, it could be the type of roads. So, again, uh, you would expect. Um, a greater level of enforcement in areas where it w- w- which is heavily trafficked, um, areas, for example, potentially where there is smart motorway um, work going on, which would involve the use of um, fixed cameras to um, enforce the speed limit. So again, the type of road, t- uh, number of vehicles on that road, will all determine potentially the, the, the level of enforcement.
3: I mean, we've actually done a story previously from a freedom of information request to Kent Police where we found only 25% or less of the speed cameras actually had sort of film and, and equipment in them. Um, is, is that a particular problem, do, do you feel?
1: I think the important point that we would like to make at Rossper is that actually we're not too concerned about the number of tickets that are issued be it in kent or anywhere else in the country what we're more concerned about is the number of speed related crashes that happen on the road so you could actually have the um, a very low number of speed related crashes because the drivers in that particular area are very speed aware and, and and actually obey the speed limits I'm not necessarily a, a believer that that's the case in Kent, however, I think it's important not to just to look at the raw numbers and think what's important is the number of of activations. I think what's important to, to look at is the number of of speed casualties in the area
3: and I mean, how serious is sort of speeding in in the list of road defences do you feel as a, um, in your organization?
1: When we look at the Department for Transport figures, what we see is that there's a number of key factors why drivers crash. Uh, Look and fail to see is is, is a major one, as is uh, driving too fast for the conditions. Um, And it's a major crash factor, um, both in Kent and around the country. Uh, And what we do know is, you know, the faster a driver goes, the longer it will take them to stop and the greater the impact in the results of a the collision. Then this is why, obviously, there's new um, legislation that's been uh, proposed by the uh, European Parliament uh, that all new vehicles will have um, uh, intelligent speed assistance systems put in place from 2022.
3: Is that something that you would welcome as an organisation then?
1: Absolutely, we do. Um, Technology has got an important part to play in in, in speed management. Um, It isn't the panacea. Um, It should be used still in conjunction with um, targeted uh, police enforcement, together with education and driver training. But we certainly welcome it as a a very, very important um, um, contribution, if you like, to trying to just get over this message that inappropriate speed and certainly exceeding the speed limit is an antisocial activity where people are putting themselves and others at risk.
3: What would you say to sort of people feel you know it's sort of micromanagement and it's sort of stripping away the the sort of freedom of driving a car I mean what would you say about the criticism about that that plan that there's been?
1: I think everybody recognises that um the advantages of a motor car are huge. It gives us um, freedom and independence, and that's absolutely fantastic. But equally, the downside is, you know, they have the potential to kill and maim. And unfortunately, you know, we've tried a whole raft of different measures um, over the years from um, um, Department of Transport, uh, publicity campaigns. Uh, we've engineered the roads through traffic calming. We now have... Um, um traffic enforcement through cameras, we have education and training, and to a certain extent we are still getting a sizeable minority of the population who insist on driving antisocially and above the speed limits. So it's 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 disappointing really, I think that these measures have got to be considered. But they will protect lives, and ultimately, that is the most important thing that we believe at Rosper.
0: Kent Online exclusive. One of Ebbsfleet United's players has spoken candidly about the troubles off the pitch at the club and says the money issues are always on their mind. Midfielder Andy Drury's been speaking to the KM Football podcast after the team refused to warm up ahead of their game at the weekend because they hadn't been paid on time again.
2: It was something that obviously the players. Didn't want to do it at all. We just want to play football, and we obviously we're on a good run at the moment, and we've got the playoffs in sight. And you know, like any job, you want to get paid, and we haven't been paid, and we had to take a stance. And yeah, it, it wasn't something we wanted to, but we just felt we had to do it. It's difficult all the way through the week, and it's difficult leading up to it. But I do think as soon as you go on that pitch, you don't think about it. You just want to. The, the mentality comes in, especially the people we've got in the squad. Where we want to win, and we want to perform, and that's what we've done all the time under difficult circumstances. But during the weeks, the hardest part when when you've been told you're getting paid and you're not getting paid, and you know you've got families to feed, and you're relying on money coming in, and then it's not very good.
0: Players wages aren't the only problem at the club. Today it's been revealed they face being suspended from their training ground over an unpaid bill of around 30,000 pounds. Despite all that, the team are pushing for promotion. You can hear the full podcast at kentonline.co.uk. Kent
1: Online Reports.
0: A quick roundup of some other news now. A Kent MP has condemned a group of soldiers who've been filmed using a picture of Jeremy Corbyn in target practice. Practice. It's understood the soldiers who were on a shooting range in Afghanistan were using simulated paint rounds and not real bullets. Tunbridge and Moorings Tom Tuggenhart has tweeted it's disgraceful. The Ministry of Defence says the incident falls well below the high standards the army expects and they've launched an investigation. Experts say human bones found at a building site in Whitstable date back to the Middle Ages. Remains from at least six people were discovered at the Days Yard site in Shaftesbury Road in January. They were buried in bags and police were initially investigating but have now passed the case on to archaeologists. And a lost portrait of Charles Dickens has been discovered after 174 years in South Africa. The picture of Rochester's famous author at the age of 31 was found in a trinket box and has gone on display at the Charles Dickens Museum in London this week. A campaign to underway to try and raise £180,000 to keep it there permanently. That's it for now but for more news throughout the day you can head to kentonline.co.uk.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.